0: Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident Rave Dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Welcome to Episode 8. Today's topic has come up in almost every episode so far, and for good reason. Where I'm from, Shambhala Music Festival is kind of a big deal. The first 30 minutes of today's show features three guests on their connections to the early days of Shambhala. In November 2020, I reached out to Shambhala Music Festival founder, Jimmy Bunshu, and we had a quick chat about the first Shambhala Music Festival and the challenges of transforming his parents' cattle farm into a raver's paradise. I speak with British producer and DJ, Ali B, about what it was like to perform at the festival in the early aughts. And we'll hear about the librarian's first trip to Shambhala in 2000 and how it inspired her to get into DJing and producing. Today's musical feature is a mix from the archives. Stick around to hear The Librarian and Matt the Alien recorded live at Shambhala Music Festival. Shambhala is the vision of three siblings and their supportive parents. In 1994, the bunshus James, a.k.a. Jimmy, Kareen, Anna, and their parents Rick and Sue moved to a farm on a remote piece of land nestled in the Selkirk Mountain Range near the village of Salmo, British Columbia. The Bunshu kids cultivated a unique group of friends in the area. The crew dabbled in small parties carting Jimmy's sound system to community halls for one-off events with local talent. As they fed off each other's creative energy, their schemes became more elaborate. A multi-day event was planned where the group could showcase their talents. On Labor Day weekend 1998, about 500 people made their way down the windy gravel road to the farm for the first Shambhala. Side note, if you went to the first Shambhala, I want to hear about it from the perspective of an attendee. Email me, ravedad at cjsw.com. By 2010, the festival was reaching critical mass. A small city was springing up each summer, with 15,000 people coming to dance and trip out in the forest. To get a perspective on what it took to get the festival to this point, I spoke over Zoom with Shambhala Music Festival founder Jimmy Bunshu.
1: We lived on a farm in Kelowna, and in 94, we moved to Salmo. Um, my parents were looking for a change, um, and they found this beautiful property in Salmo. It's like, had it like a, well, people know the road, there's like a windy road down the mountain. Uh, was like no fences there was no power at the house like it was really kind of run down farm tough to get to um but they just saw the vision for what they wanted in their life like my dad you know would um want to get out of apples and and uh have a ranch and there's like quite a bit of forest so he got a portable sawmill and started cutting boards um So that was kind of their vision was to uh, get out of the city um, and kind of have a quieter life. Um, I guess they didn't really know what they were in for, but uh, our first uh, festival was in 98. And there was a couple, couple small events, like, uh, I guess, probably in 98, or maybe late uh, 97. I, I, like I was. Whatever, I was like eighteen years old at the time. So uh started going to a couple couple of the parties that were going on. So the the music scene in Nelson, um, with electronic music was like it, it was actually pretty fun. Like it was a happening scene for such a small town and and, and in that era, right? Like nobody, you know, it was all bands and you know, like DJs hadn't quite uh kind of infiltrated uh smaller towns or at that point like it was you know in some of the big cities uh it'd been going on since the 80s but uh like that's kind of when it when it really started happening kind of everywhere and it was even before like you know it wasn't until like maybe 10 years later that that 10 or 15 years later that DJs were able to like headline large festivals and sell out arenas, you know, like it wasn't till like, yeah, way later in the game. So it was, it was early in the scene and, and uh, I just, uh, I kind of fell in love with it for my own personal reasons, you know, just uh, being in Samo, it's kind of beautiful area, but a bit of a rough town and I was missing Kelowna and I I don't know, I didn't really kind of know where I belonged. Uh, in the world and and found these parties where everybody was dancing and people were super open and yeah it was really really beautiful experience for myself and
0: then um tell me about that yeah so tell me about that experience do you remember the first party you went to
1: uh yeah there was a couple like small like kind of house parties but they were like you know like with the sound system and people set up lights and back then people would like black plastic on the walls or whatever, you know, like make the room really dark and um, black lights with, you know, string art and uh, like psychedelic art. Um, So it's kind of, yeah, the scenes evolved quite a bit, but uh, um, yeah, for me, it was just, yeah, I don't know. It's just a beautiful experience. It's just something I kind of latched
0: on to. And it's something that you decided at that point that you wanted to start providing this experience for people and be a part of it?
1: Yeah, I just started to reach out to people, kind of figured out who was putting on the parties. And I was like, hey, I got this beautiful farm and, and I'd love to, you know, explore the opportunities about um, I'm doing that out at the farm. So our first event at the farm was like a summer solstice. Um, And it was just like a small one night um, party and it was awesome. It was amazing. Um,
0: And then uh, in, in the fall of that year was what made that amazing. What made the party? I saw you go somewhere in your mind. What made the party amazing?
1: Well, I just, people's reaction right you know like when people come and everybody's like um i don't like collective amazement you know like when when you can tell you know when everybody dances all night and then the sun comes up and people keep dancing and everyone's like super excited and um you can just tell you can feel it
0: it was a vibe it was a vibe yeah That that, was awesome. So that was kind of your measure of like success for that event. It was like a vibe you were looking for.
1: Yeah, totally. Like you know, that people like people had the same feeling at my first events, where just like you've discovered something, or you know, you're instantly hooked. And and for me, like being part of the putting it on, I was hooked with that. Like I've always been kind of entrepreneur or, you know, raised, uh, in a farming family, like, you know, not afraid of hard work and, and, and dad always wanted us to like, not work for someone else. Like he always encouraged us to like do our own things or, you know, that's how he is. He's like, he's an amazing man. And
0: he, he's, uh, super capable. Tell me about the first Shambhala music festival.
1: Yeah, that was just a continuation. It was like three nights, so it was kind of the full deal. But um yeah, the whole scene came out. It was uh I don't it's really hard to know how many people were there. I think it was like five or six hundred people, but um three days, two stages, and it, it was a huge success in the in the guests' eyes. Um, you know, it was very difficult <laughs> for everybody working to put it on. And and in those days it was kind of like it was built on a dream you know not with like concrete plans or not with you know like we didn't really write out a safety plan or you know we didn't know where we were getting the generator for for the sound system until a couple of days before the event or you know it's was, it was fairly amateur uh, but but the heart was there the spirit was there people loved it and and uh yeah, it just grew from there
0: do you, what are some of the challenges you encountered in, in putting on the first event or even in the first five years? What are some of the things that, you know, the patrons don't necessarily know about, but you you in, encountered?
1: I think uh, just how hard it was. It was so hard. Like, you know, like I said, the first year I was 18, you know, really yeah, just so many struggles and just dealing with it financially. And like I said, it, like it was hard to prepare, but it was also, you know, we didn't really have resources. So it's like, it'd be nice to have a security plan and say, okay, we're going to have this many security guards. We're going to hire this. We're going to hire that. Well, we didn't have budget for any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it was really built with, with community. And, um, but yeah, it was a real, It was a real struggle, like a lack of resources, you know, I really, that didn't really change for probably the first 10 years where it was, um, the effort required kind of outstripped the, the resources we had, but being like such a community vibe, like people just pulled together, like people just did the work or, you know, like you'd be like, I don't know how we're going to get this done. And then people would come along and they'd be like, Hey, can I help? What can I do? And uh, so, so that was kind of a magic too. You know, it was stressful. Like it's, it's harder, but also easier in a way like putting on a a bigger festival. Like it's harder obviously because there's way more people and it's way more complex, but uh, it's easier because, because you can have, all the right people, you know, like we've come a long way since those days.
0: Let's talk about that about you know coming a long way because I went to my first Shambhala in 2005 and um you know I've noticed the festival has obviously changed and grown and evolved a lot since that point. Um and for people who have maybe discovered the festival in the past 10 years, let's talk about some of the things that have changed uh you know fr- fr- from kind of that, that 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 beginning phase that startup phase of Shambhala, um i remember there being you know these massive film industry generators everywhere um powering the stages um and there being very little in infrastructure um c- can you talk about about that what there was then compared to what you you know has been built now
1: um Well, that stuff gets me really excited. Like, that's often what I find uh, one of my main priorities, even this year with COVID. But, um, yeah, we've really, like, built the city. Like, we got, um, like, municipal-level wastewater plant and potable water treatment. And we still have the big generators, uh, but we're also on grid. Um, It's, like, 50-50. but we kind of tapped out what we can get from Fortis now. So I thought we were going to get away from generators, but they're still necessary evil. Um, But uh, yeah, the water systems, like we have irrigation everywhere, like proper roads, um, you know, things are getting built properly. Like, you know, everything now is like engineered. And um, yeah, back in the day, it was more like, Like, it was kind of fun in the early years. Like, we'd go and, like, just find resources from the bush, you know, just, like, cut trees down and make structures and and find, like, recycled materials. And, uh, you know, we had to be really resourceful. But um, now, well, we couldn't get away with that anymore, right? You know, the level of responsibility with the crowd and and people's expectations. have grown and uh, and then also we got way better toys now, you know, (laughs) big lasers, like truck, semi loads of speakers, semi loads of lighting um, really developed all the gardens and the landscaping. And so, yeah, there's been 20 years of all summer, every summer working to make the site better. And so now it's just an, an accumulation of all those past efforts.
0: When would you say Shambhala reached critical mass? Was there a year or a moment when you said, Aha, this works, or this is going to work, or we're actually going to make money? <laughs> Do you remember a point like that?
1: Um, I, I believed it right from the beginning. Um, I, I think I needed that too. Just to keep going on because, like, it was very difficult. It was very stressful for being so young. And, like, um, we owed people money after the second year. And yeah, just trying to, like, trying to move everything forward. I just, you know, like, just had to have the faith and the belief that uh, it was all for a reason. It was all going to go somewhere and it was all going to work out. Um, so I kind of needed that all the way through. And then even now through the pandemic, I'm like, also just whatever, just need to have like rock solid faith that, that this is temporary and we're going to move forward and we're going to come back better than ever. Um, it was, uh, one thing I remember my dad, I think it was around year seven or year eight where he told me those words. He's like, Jimmy, you know what? I think this could really work. <laughs> and I was kind of like, it was great to get a compliment from my dad, but it was like, after that much time, I'm like, man, it took you this long.
0: But, um, <laughs> yeah. The farm is still a farm. It's a functioning farm. Yeah, just talk about how that fits into the festival production cycle. I'm curious. Are there Are there animals roaming around the stages at any point?
1: No. the long time ago, we, we didn't lock the cows up. But, yeah, every, you know, whatever's like about a week before the festival we'll we'll put them in the pens and then uh feed them hay for a couple weeks and then we put them back out to pasture because the and yeah the the campgrounds they're all in pasture so for the rest of the year that's for the cows and then and then that week uh, they get locked up and we take it over um my dad's still got the sawmill. He's still sawing. Uh, and we use, I, yeah, I like, I I definitely take advantage of the stuff my dad has. Like we saw wood on the mill for, for building structures and and stages and he's got like heavy equipment that I use and used to be always me relying on him. But now I've got, Quite a bit of resources now goes both ways, like, you know, dad dad benefits from, um, from some of the, uh, well, like the power and the water and some of the equipment. and So now it's more of a two-way street. It used to be a bit more of a one-way street.
0: You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW. My name is Paul Brooks, and I'm speaking to Shambhala Music Festival founder Jimmy Bunchu. Jimmy, as Shambhala started reaching critical mass, lots of other electronic music festivals started popping up. As the market was becoming more saturated, what do you think made Shambhala different?
1: Well, I think it's because like uh, so many festivals follow this model. Like, you know, you could go to uh, you could go to so many festivals and it's quite possibly the exact same main stage, like the same rigging that came on the same truck or the same crew that's touring and going to the same places. And they just like, whatever, get a big wide open field, put up a bunch of panel fence and some big stage and put on a, put on a festival. Um, so it's great for going to see, see artists that you want to see. And, uh, but it's kind of all the same. Um, you know, there's like Shambla is very unique uh, because of the farm and because we have the venue and we can keep building on it year after year. Like I don't fault a lot of those other festivals. Like a lot of them just get the venue a couple of days before their event and then they got to like set it up quick and execute and get out of there. So their options are limited, but um you know, we're unique for the location and being in the Kootenays as well, you know, like we're not near any big city. So it's quite a journey to get here. So the guests are like filters people out. The guests have to work really hard and they, they got to like put a lot of effort to come here. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, just the region, our crew, the people that put on the festival, um, they really care and it's really different. Like, I think a lot of these artists that tour at these other festivals, like they're just playing at the same festival over and over again, you know, like them just like, whatever, hanging out in the green room, not necessarily, like maybe they don't have friends there or whatever. they just flew in. They're doing their set. They're flying out here. People come and they really like become part of the family
0: and, and get to know people. And, and these stages are unique with no proper festival in 2020, what have you been working on?
1: yeah, I've been working on the farm uh, all summer like we we uh, we took the time in the downtown, so infrastructure like I wanted kind of like a, a big job but an affordable one so we we installed like pop-up irrigation so we we put automated irrigation um, called the downtown like that's where all the stages are so we, we redid the water system down there. So uh that's gonna be excellent for the gardens and the grass and you know dust and everything. And then uh the other half or most of the summer since the snow is off the ground, we've actually been developing a new area and building a campground. So um hoping to have a campground open from like late May to early September. And and so a portion of the farm will be yeah, open for the whole summer just for, for camping. And we'd incorporate that during the festival. Still got to figure out how that's going to work, but um, pretty excited on that project. Turned out really nice.
0: Well, that'll be a dream come true for some people. They'll never have to leave the Shambhala site.
1: Yeah. People have been missing coming to the farm. I know like once the word gets out there, people are going to get excited. Like, uh, Um, My sister or a few people like did a bit of like garden project this year and they sold some of their, their product, uh, these potatoes. And I I thought it was amazing. Like these people drove from Kelowna uh, like four and a half hours, one way to buy a bag of potatoes, but they just wanted to be on the farm. Right. You know, like people are dying to get back to the farm. So, so, uh, you know, most days I'm optimistic about um, about being able to have a festival in 2021, but, you know, none of us really know what's going to happen next year. So, so I guess that's kind of, this was a bit of a pivot or, you know, like, uh, you know, campgrounds are not like, you know, it's not big crowds. It's like people have their own area and they can stay in their own bubble. So, so. Yeah, it'll make the festival bigger, the next festival better, with like, because it's in like a different zone. There's like tons of old growth trees and like it's all shaded and it's down by the river and it's a new area of the property that we've never used. Uh, Like 35 acres. Um, Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm really, I'm really excited about it.
0: People miss the festival a lot. Some people plan their entire year around the event. How do you handle that responsibility? Do you feel pressure from fans? Um,
1: not like a pressure. It, like, pushes me. It gets me excited. Like, um, obviously, it gives me a huge amount of purpose in life, and and it's so exciting to be part of it. And I'll just, you know, I'll do everything I can to, to try and deliver for people and make sure it's a safe event and try and... Try and keep that thing
2: going.
0: To get an international perspective on the festival, I've reached out to British DJ, radio presenter, and producer, Ali B. Ali's a former resident at one of the most famous nightclubs in the world, Club Fabric and he's worked in radio a long time, hosting shows on KISS FM and BBC Radio. Hi, Ali. Hey, Paul. Thanks for, thanks for having us on. So, Ali, you've been steeped in the rave culture of the UK, but you've had a taste of how we do things in the Pacific Northwest, in North America. Tell me about your first time playing Shambhala Music Festival.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think the first time I went through um and played shambhala was around 2005 so about 15 years ago i think the first time i came through and played canada was probably about 97 98 um maybe maybe specifically in calgary around 2003 so i'm certainly familiar with you know to a point how you guys do things over there
0: and uh yeah when when you first played the festival i mean do do you remember people talking about the event and uh, uh uh all of the kind of references to it when do you remember first hearing about it
3: yeah, it would have been sort of early 2000s. Like I say, I mean, I've been coming through DJing in Canada fairly regularly. Um, and obviously I'd made some good friends there. Um, and yeah, I'd heard about this festival that was happening up near Nelson, uh, Castlebar, And I was kind of, I was into it, you know. Um, and then I was invited out to play in 2005. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, it was phenomenal. I definitely immediately saw how it was, you know, kind of unique um, for for lots of reasons. Um, I was immediately comparing it to what I knew, the festivals I, you know, that, that we had in the UK. And I think, you know, the festival culture in the UK at that point was certainly a a well-oiled machine. Um, And one of the big differences straight away was there were no brands involved. There was no, you know, no alcohol served, you know, these were, these were massive differences and it, it just appeared to be much more of a kind of passion project um you know the people that ran it seemed to really care that they had a real sort of family vibe to it you know if you if you compare what was happening in the UK by then you know brands were getting involved and and they were realizing how they could sort of you know benefit by aligning themselves with youth culture and you know there were certain events that were literally designed from the brand down you know which was you know sort of the antithesis to what to what Shambhala is right um that was one of the big dramatic differences um Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a little chaos, a little chaotic, a little loose. Um, And yeah, I kind of I kind of like that. And I immediately was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is different. This is awesome. And I I think I went on and maybe played six, seven, eight times um, fairly regularly over the over the next few years.
0: For anybody who's never been to the festival, can you tell me about what it's like? I know you've performed in the Fractal Forest, let's say. Uh, What's it like being up there in that big tree and uh, looking out into the crowd in the rainforest.
3: Look, I would still rate, you know, that location as, as one of the the best places to DJ, um, anywhere, you know, that, I mean, Jambalar and probably Burning Man is the other event for me that, you know, I would do regularly. There's something about being in the Fractal forest, you know, firstly, you know, you're in the round, you're kind of in, you know, a set of kind of, I guess, tree stumps that have now been expanded with staging and whatever else. Um, you know, yeah, you're, you're in a, in a clearing within a, you know, within some trees and there's kind of projections everywhere. There's lasers, there's lights. The sound is, you know, is incredible again, because things are a little loose there. I suppose if I was to compare that to what was happening in the UK, um, you know, everything is a little bit more kind of like restrictive. I don't know, like you've got sound level kind of limits. Shambhala, you don't seem to sort of have that, you know what I mean? It's all very much like, you know, turn it up to 11, you know, um, so, yeah, it's it's an amazing place to play. It's I think it's, you know, it's kind of intense as well because you're inevitably surrounded by all your peers and, you know, other DJs that you really look up to and respect. Um, and, you know, yeah, I look at saying it's one of the, the greatest places to, to sort of play. I think you've only got to look at some of the sort of, you know, top draw kind of acts that, that come through and play there, but not just come through and play there, but return and play again year after year. You know, the likes of Scratch Bastard, the likes of Z Trip, Jazzy Jeff, you know, any of these guys that you know, they they could play anywhere they wanted to. There's a reason they're coming back every year and wanting to play in the fractal Forest at Shambhala. One of the unique things, you know, that happens at Shambhala, um every kind of Sunday in the forest is the funk jam. And, you know, that was something that just kind of evolved probably from around 2005, 6, 7, something like that. I think it was Pete Ems that kind of came up with the idea, small-town DJs. And it was just a case of like, you know, getting all the kind of headliners together that year and saying, look, bring your favorite kind of Funk 45s. And we're all just going to play two or three records. And, you know, the first couple of times we did that, it was it was kind of loose. It was kind of haphazard, but people were into it. That has now grown to become kind of a highlight of that festival. And I think that's testament to Shambhala that, you know, these these big DJs that are coming in, getting paid, flying in, playing. And they're wanting to hang around all weekend just so they can kind of, you know, hang out with their homies in the forest on a Sunday and just hear what everyone else is kind of throwing down. You know what I mean? And it's the I don't know, just the vibe. That's unique. I don't know that anything like that happening at any other festival that I'm I'm aware of anyway. So, yeah, the Fractal Forest Funk Jam Sundays at Shambhala. I mean, you know, if you've been there, you, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, talking about.
0: I'm here with Andrea Graham, the co founder of Base Coast Electronic Music and Arts Festival. And Andrea is also a producer and DJ who goes by the name The Librarian. Welcome, Andrea.
4: Hi, Paul. Nice to chat with you. Thanks for having me.
0: Andrea, I want to talk about Shambhala Music Festival and your first experience there as an attendee. When did you go?
4: I think that my first time, I'm guessing, was around the year 2000. I actually ended up there by accident. I was visiting friends in Nelson, and uh, we ended up driving out to Shambhala on a whim one night, buying tickets at the door and going in with very little prep. But that night was really pivotal for me. It was the first time I experienced sound system culture outside and felt the whole full-body experience of of music. Um, It was the first time that I experienced the community that goes along with that. It was very open-minded and heartfelt, and I was hooked. I don't think I've missed a year since then. Um, I've been able to go back many times as an attendee and then helped some friends as a vendor, and eventually started playing music there. So I feel like I've experienced it in many different
0: ways. How has the festival influenced you as a creative person?
4: It was very influential. I was always a musician, but when I went that first time, I something clicked, and I just knew that I had to learn how to DJ and it took a few years before I eventually bought some decks and um, found my way around them but it was Shambhala that ignited that spark in me and um, I eventually because of Shambhala experienced many other festivals too it was sort of the gateway and it also uh, played a pivotal role in inspiring both Liz and I, who attended Shambhala many times, to start Base Coast. So it's, it's been a big part of my life. I love Shambhala.
0: So you now perform at the festival regularly. And we're going to listen to a mix that is live, recorded at Shambhala in 2008. 18.
4: It was recorded in 2018. Um, it was a really special, energetic uh, night at the Grove stage, and Matt the Alien and I were playing back to back, and the mix just kind of wrapped us up in the moment. And I think everybody there on the dance floor came along on the ride for us. It was it's a really memorable one for me.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing your Shambhala memories with us.
4: I have so many more, but thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, I'll have you back. And there's so much to talk about, Andrea. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, broadcasting on Treaty 7 land. For the rest of today's episode, we're in the mix with the librarian and Matt the alien. Matt and Andrea are both good friends and important ambassadors of Canadian rave culture. Earlier this year, Matt had a mountain bike accident that left him paralyzed from the chest down. Matt could use our support. There's a GoFundMe up for Matt and his family, raising funds to help them through this transition. I've put a link up on the Rave Dads Diary website, pbrooks.ca slash Rave Dads Diary. I love you, Matt. You got this.
5: Show them, say that kind of thing, No they face me Almost see them, they run like saying I don't have them baby. Rather than you, rather than them Energy live like say we on gen Lacked up the place and I bust up no Leg. Eh? Too many bullets in the pen, yes Everything bless, fresh So fly, I need a nest, guess Nothing don't come up my chest uh, Bad mind, they get ejected, next Too many bullets in the pen, when I release on them. Too many bullets in the pen, when I release on Pen, when I release on them, bad man ting, bad man ting, dressed in black, bad man ting, <laughs> Too many bullets in pen when I release on them. Too many bullets in a pen when I release on them. Too many bullets in a pen when I release on them. Bad man ting, bad man ting, dressed all black, bad man and No more be some nice guy. Nobody gets no fly. Then off he try.
2: <laughs> pew pew.
5: Boom bye bye. I not fear no man, I only fear the most high When I aim for the target, always hit the goals high I go stick my mind, judge me bad if you like Can't keep a good man down, see the way I they rise Life is a gamble, play my can't hold the dice I go say what I like, ready to pay the price Yes, yes, too many bullets in the pen, When I release on death, Too many bullets
6: Business, Air strike, blow up everything, everybody dead, all innocent people doing a business. Yo. They want a bad man, they a tell lie. When them side dem the run and go hide. White wash everything, I'll Bomb Bomber plot, in farmer, you're bright. May I be real deal, dem boy aside. i me a fibon dung for your wall enterprise. So for the in farmer, some of them are spiked. Give you shot in, I hit like you in a first prize. They want bad man, they a tell lie. When them side dem the run and go hide. White wash everything, I'll Bomb Bomber plot, in farmer, you're bright. Me I real deal, dem boy aside. i me a fibon dung for your wall enterprise. So for the in farmer, some of them must fight. Give shot in, hit like you in a first prize. If them this man in a head of you know this man Depop me and like terrorist man Demi depop me and file this man And this part me a kill in a instance Me good name in like a blood cloud This man Any one of them in a
2: business A witch man You could have rap You could have blood clouds like, in song Guns a kick You don't like karate I see me name ting-chan Me the de this suit In a England See me gold name a me Which part me a bring them in
6: from So boy a smart fry Me a big man Send in a blood cloud Big man When me say Me a big man Send in a blood like, <laughs> cloud I got shows in a chokehold and I'll be sacking the chips You better know that I won't hold back into this So cold, got flows, man Bad in the dish, You get shown that I'm grown When man. I'm managing this I see the fear in your boat When you panicking this You're not a bad boy you never been a savage in it You put your neck on the line with me, me boy. You better know one thing That'll i be damaging it Yo, yo, yo. yo them when I bad man Them are tell lie When them side Do they run and go hide Whitewash everything I will side Bumble bum, cloud In farm you're right Me be de- the to leave de- them boy a snide I'm are free bond for your whole enterprise So for the biting farmer Some of them are spiked Give you a I Hit with my first prize they want a bad man. They might tell lies. When well, them sighted, that run and go hide. White wash, they be ting a landslide. Bump a black informer, you bright. Me a be real deal. Them boy your snide. i be a few bun dung for your whole enterprise. go for them a informer. Some of them a spy. You shot in a hit like you with a first prize. Let me, let me tell them. Let me tell them. And come, you know
7: every day smoke the loudest I get packs in by the ounce I just play and I got things from back in the day still ringing me down I'm on stage but I want no stress what I'm trying to control S coming around to get saved I don't want a war let's make peace good energies make the stacks increase girls in the north, west, south and the east big you need the man them say cheese I'm not a gentleman I'm an African man is what I said to the priest so you know I stay smoking trees and the buds in a zip pack looking obese I just came back from Mars in my new spaceship it was a perfect landing what do you mean, what do you mean? I'm a king, she's a queen, man, you know what's happening. Nowadays they call me gingerbread man because they just can't catch him. All the ladies love, man, I love them too. we got an understanding. Pure water and lots of ice. She knows that I'll be the boss of life. Pure water and lots of ice. She knows that I'll be the boss of life. Pure water and lots of ice. She knows that I'll be the boss of life. City on lock for the left to the right. Bear girls, how am I meant to decide?
2: the
0: Listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, broadcasting out of the University of Calgary on Treaty 7 land. My name is Paul Brooks, and we're in the mix with Matt the Alien and the Librarian at Shambhala Music Festival 2018.
7: Dangerous, yeah. Who's that boyfriend the ends? What? Man, don't know about Jeff. Dead for the living, I'm destined for winning No rest. For the wicked, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Best in Britain is Jeff When he's spitting, I'm sitting on Big Ben beat on my chest. What? Uh, another MC dead, get drop off. Huh? Where was you in it, pop off? Hiding up and up back there. Ain't living up to where your rap said. Got a daughter that needs new trainers. Man, owe me a hundred favors. put my mask on and they rub the cave. You know say i saying, man? Forget dangerous. Murder. chain with, but can we please be on lock now, freedom whips without top down, they put bricks on my block that's how they burnt all my blocks down. nah, they don't want to see my shackles loose, a thousand oceans could have got my mood, baby girl from the avenues, the massage we know is that rattling tune. drowning, drowning all in my blood, no one knew that I needed help, I bought a strap, only used it once, I'm not one to repeat myself, repeat myself, repeat myself, Murderer.
8: Yeah. Don't get reloads, me, I get bodies. Don't care how the beat goes, me, I just it. Run up on the stage, generate, run up on the light. Light, light, met body. Anywhere I go, I met body. Sound voice, then sound boy, get body. Which man do it like me? Nobody. do wanna say, don't, do that's a body. Don't get reloads, me, I get bodies. Don't care how the beat goes, me, I just it. Run up on the stage, generate, run up on the light. Yeah, Yo. make them man come and I spit my lyrics. They bang like come and I spit my lyrics. Make them man room and I spit my lyrics. MCs get spun. Easy for me right now, it's response. Couple of these flows, they still get born. What? Still that guy still fly in, don't and you still can't diss my moment you don't eat my life slay man, like, slave, body for that On the dog and the cat get body for that Then I never thought I was gonna be back Look now I'm on track and I'm on the money get Praying for my downfall The woman to slack I got my energy back and it can never be that yeah. somebody back I got my time my enemy that, that man like slay met body for that met body yo body, anywhere I go I met body. Some boys that sound boy get body. Which man do we like me nobody? When I say tum tum tum, that's a body. Don't get reloads, me I get body. Don't get, get how the beat me I just body. Run up on the stage and a rave on a body like, like, like. Met body, anywhere I go I met body. Some boys that sound boy get body. Which man do we like me nobody? When I say tum tum tum, that's a body. Don't get reloads, me I get body. Don't get, get how the beat goes, may just body. Run up on the stage and a rave on a yeah, body like. you body can't be anybody, you gotta be somebody. You a nobody, trying that like you got there's no flaws on it, you don't wanna look dumb, do it? Yeah, my buddy's got sticks, I so call him a drum, do it? Everybody knows you're not off your trolley. You're on a hype team, could you pop some money? Them man think you're a banger. these times I just think you're a wallet. Yes, you're gonna hear me on the radio and see me on the telly. If it weren't our time, I must have been with Emmett. Money, if met, a bit you it make celebrate when you're ready. Too many bottles of a in my belly. Live a good life, not about the fudge life. Still scream, fuck the world like my We smoke Next time we do, weed Whatever you're thinking That you can fly like a I can't kill it. Yo, met body Anywhere I go I met body Some boys so let some boys get body Which man do me like me Nobody let say dum dum, dum. A don't get reloads, me I get bodies, don't care how the beagles, me I just bought it. Run up on the stage and I rave on a body like me body Anywhere I go, I make body. But some voice that sound boy get body. Wish man do me like me, nobody. I'm silent, bro. Don't give me a supporting.
2: Don't get reloads, me I get bunnies, don't care how the beagles, me, I just bought it. Run up on the stage and I rave on a body like light. <laughs> Yo, in the South, if you
8: ain't holding the heat, don't be brazen trying to roll in the deep. Got a blunt thing on my phone, she a freak the girl, and count she was holding the D, it's big. J E S to the T, it's big. I need more checks on my team, back B's when the F's for the next to the G's, tell me I ain't next in the scene, come I'm on. I'm too rallying rapid, who's ready? Dirt like a am back of an alley, I'm too techy. Brazen like Adam Alley, I'm all ready. On my next pattern, I'm telling you who's heavy. Wouldn't have survived, they lied, I'm too heavy. They're be cat, and the vibes are so beggy. But I'm sticking ahead, I ain't back with the rest. I'm on my ten toes, trying to get to the belly. I don't talk like I say, say. what MC can't come to me I don't talk like I say, say. what MC can't come to me say? Come to me say,
6: I don't talk like I say, what MC can't come to my set. Yeah, revolver rhythm, no I don't own the smithin' But all my G's own chroma will blow, to so your dome is missing And blow to so the steel's cold if it's frozen I know you're slipping, I've got brain from loads of women But I don't brag about that, cause I got bars And so they all grow mad about that And you're nothing like me cause your butters and my flow is different Shut your
8: mouth, you chief You don't want it with a commander in chief You're not a bad you're a chief Get your wig slid, sighted like chief You're a man in my chief, in my chief Answer your chief, uncle in chief Anybody the one that can get bodies in a beat What, what, what you know about that one, chief? More time reside on ends More time behind the lens More time behind the Audi wheel But we D I reclining the Benz. of your research Same gang from Time G Got me feeling like back or not nice And champagne happy. The gang stays champagne happy Anytime we celebrate life Made to live but made to die So it's only right that I live my life I respect my elders and still take advice The life's a gamble like a game of dice If I made a mistake I won't make it twice That's why me and these brothers don't remain alive See who I am I don't play this guy Can't bear face, I let you know I came for mine we're both already in South, if you ain't holding the heat. We're both already in the middle, so man how to control the rhythm. Show your mind, you see. Yeah, we're both already in South, if you ain't holding the heat. Stay for my long song, then so will send make you us that edition
6: I don't okay, are blocked, that man I come, come from, could I come from, from East, So London, could I come from Blueish and I'm don't care where you go say, go we got a done, we got original, Gang a Dangargan. Dangargan, me am a champion. What is blocked, that in a million, boy in a facing from the Babylon. Bad man, the tech talk, big children, up a dance, DJ. If me, that in a car see one, Chris, and the one, if you're a fit. Man, I wear nobody's in a one, day, money, my team, the chose that fit. Me, I make down them a a grass, the boy, Man am not tech fan, bitch, you're your balance, EJ. a dance, Give me the in a car see one thing two now I walk in therapy. Man I wear no fancy jeans, I want them money in my team, you told us. We me. Me and me, love them a pass, here, you farmer all a grass. A pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, some boy pull up, shows I the pull up, drive by pull up. Big two sure, pull up, everything pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up, Somewhere, pull up, pull up. some boy pull up, shows I the pull up, drive by pull up. Man talk, children, yeah, bad dance, a kiosi, walk, of man a tech out, bitch, you drop your DJ, give me one fifteen the it. no party jeans, I my team, the farmer grassy boy. Bad man tech bitch, you drop your DJ, give me the in a one fifteen all a walk, the car of it. Man we are no party jeans, I want them money in my team, the out the feet. Me and out dog in a party, farmer or grass, boy. No tripping. No one tripping. No one tripping. one No one really, really psychic, You research With
8: waters, some rigid. shit. I know I'm really tripping. Started seeing new colors. Don't know how she got my line, cause I just got a new number. Tripping. she tripping. You research some bread shit. I know I'm really tripping. Started seeing Ooh, colors don't know how she got my
2: line Cause I just got a. Ooh, no, i mm-hmm. trippin' uh, trippin' mm-hmm. Trippin',
9: trippin', trippin' A nobody, no one uh, so give one me i my money i don't give a fuck nobody, no one love me, so me around for my money i do so give a fuck i give, give a fuck. Nobody,
2: no one a fuck.
0: Episode 8 is coming to a close. Rave Dad's Diary is written, produced, and hosted by Paul Brooks. The show is produced on Treaty 7 land at CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, Alberta. Season 1 theme music is Orchestral Lab by Guido, released on Punch Drunk Records. The Rave Dad's Diary logo is by Homesick. Bed music for today's program was provided by Calgary producers Oak and Homesick only four more episodes to go stay safe and we'll talk again next week